Today's sponsor is EveryPlate. Initially, I thought meal kits had to be expensive, that they were kind of a splurge. But as it turns out, EveryPlate is more affordable than groceries. Their quality ingredients come pre-portioned to help you save money and reduce food waste, you know, like the bag of spinach that I throw out every single week. You can skip the store and let every plate plan, shop, and deliver everything you need to cook a delicious meal at a consistently low price. For me, in the summer, I'd rather be out enjoying the sunshine than cooking. Every plate helps me do just that. Simple, stress-free recipes come together in just six steps and are ready in about 30 minutes or less. You can choose between 17 recipes that change every week and swap proteins and sides to your liking, so you can switch up dinner routines however you want. Every plate helps me experience more of my favorite things in life by saving me time and money, which means more money towards vacations, concerts, the list goes on. You can choose from classic plate, veggie plate, family plate, and easy plate preferences to serve up crowd-pleasing meals night after night. Try every plate for just $1.79 per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering the code SELFIE179. Again, that's $1.79 per meal at everyplate.com with the code SELFIE179. Today, our show is sponsored by Nutrafol. 30 million women are impacted by weakened or thinning hair. If you are among them, know that you're not alone and there is a solution you can trust to deliver results. Thousands of women have taken back control of their hair with Nutrafol. Nutrafol offers targeted formulas for women that are clinically shown to improve hair growth and thickness with less shedding through all stages of life. Healthier hair growth takes time. You'll begin to experience thicker, stronger, faster growing hair in three to six months. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months of use. Nutrafol is physician-formulated to be 100% drug-free. They use medical-grade botanicals in consistently effective doses so you get the most reliable results. And no matter your stage in life, they have a solution. Nutrafol women's formulation is ideal if you're experiencing thinning hair loss caused by stress, dieting, overstyling, or environmental toxins. Their other formula, Women's Balance, is for additional hormone support for those with thinning hair through menopause. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code SELFIE to save $15 off your first month's subscription. This is their best offer anywhere and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus, you get free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com. That's spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code SELFIE. Hey everyone, I'm Sarah James, a beauty blogger and self-help aficionado. And I'm Kristen Howerton, a writer and psychotherapist. And you are listening to Selfie, a weekly podcast about two women trying to tackle better self-care. We are both of the opinion that self-care is important, and yet we find it elusive. And while we may have all the info we need, we don't always get there. From the silly to the serious, we are taking a vulnerable yet humorous look at body, mind, and spirit. And maybe a touch of the random, all while looking at the distractions and defenses that keep us from caring for ourselves like we should. Hey guys, well today we are taking maybe an unconventional look at an aspect of self-care, but we wanted to talk about kids helping around the house as a form of self-care for moms. Yes, this is actually going to be a podcast episode led by Kristen because I am horrible at this. I am the worst, so I'm just going to be taking notes pretty much the whole time because you, you're you so good about it. I can think of specific instances when your children were very young and I come over to your house and they were like cooking scrambled eggs and <laughs> doing all sorts of stuff. And I'm like, oh my gosh, my kids don't do anything. Well, I, it's true. I am. Um, I, I highly encourage independence and chipping in at my house. Um, but it's funny because I, I actually have mixed feelings about it. Like I have some guilt about it, but we'll get, we'll get to that. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, first of all, though, we have to, we have to talk about the photograph that you posted of you getting your aura red. <laughs> you know that this is... <laughs> I love that one of the very first comments was someone that was like, I can't wait to hear what Kristen has to say about this on the podcast. Oh, totally. Totally. <laughs> this is peak woo-woo, Sarah. What Oh, well, okay. First off, remember when we, we went to a conference in California once, and I can't recall exactly which one it was right now. But there was the aura photographer there, like where you go sit in the yeah. like the little tent yes. thing. And do you remember how badly I wanted to do it? 
but the I, line was too long. Yes. Okay, I didn't get to do it. And I, I do remember that. And it's funny. I remember <laughs> Isabel got hers done. Yes. And I remember thinking like, yeah, we were at some party. And I remember thinking like, this is so weird. <laughs> of course, I was thinking this is the best day of my life. I oh, cannot... I'm sure you were wanting to wait in the line. And I was like, yeah, we're not waiting in that line. I think that actually, yeah, I think the line was really long. And they like put some things saying we're not taking any more people. And I just knew I couldn't do it. So I was bummed because I I just want to be honest. I think the photographs are really cool looking. OK, like I'm not going in there to like find out about past lives, although they definitely like to talk about that. I'm learning. I'm learning. But I, I just really wanted the cool photo. So it does look like a cool photo. It's a cool photo. I mean, like you're everybody's is so different. That's what's so weird. Anyway, so there's this little shop here, a local shop called um, Solar, which has like green beauty and just some wellness stuff. It's really cool. And um, I'm on like, I get their newsletter and they sent a newsletter out a couple of months ago and they're like, we have someone coming in that's going to be taking photos of your auras. Please sign up. I mean, I'm pretty sure I was the first person to sign up. Actually, I did find out I was the second person to sign up. I mean, like that's how quickly like trigger finger. I was like, I'm there. I'm there. (laughs) So I had to wait like six weeks. And so the time finally came last weekend And I went in, and it's the weirdest thing. It's like Ghostbusters meets dot matrix printer. It's like totally old school. So anyway, you go in there. There's this woman. This is what she does for a living. And I would say she's in her, like, 60s, maybe? 60s, 50s, 60s? And you sit in this chair, and there's these two little, I don't know what they are. They're these little things on each side of you that have like a hand imprint on them with like these metal transponders and you put your hands what yes i'm telling you this is crazy you like sit there and you put your hands onto this thing making sure you're making contact with all 10 fingers on this like machine thing and then she takes your photo with this camera in a big box. I mean, I, I felt like I was in a, a like a different decade for sure. Like we're talking like 30, 40 years back. I don't know. So she takes the photo and then all of a sudden the printer, which is literally, you know, the old school printers that had like the, the cutouts on the side that go around the spool, you know, that those kind right. of printers, like that thing starts printing out something. And then you have to hold the photo between your hands, which I'm going to go ahead and say, I think that has something to do with it. You know how a mood ring, you know, you mm-hmm. against your skin? And I'm wondering if that's why they all are different colors for everybody. I, I mean, trust me, I was super skeptical because I'm like, why is it so different? Okay. And anyway, you sit there for a while and then you sit down with her and she pulls out this like thing off this printer from like 1979. And then she proceeds to like tell you about yourself because of your aura. My aura was like totally green. Like most people, I saw the woman before me and the woman after me. Like they're all different colors, like rainbows. Like mine was all green. And it's because of green beauty. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It's because you're always using green products. You know what, Kristen? That is totally it. That's an affirmation. It's an affirmation. It's an affirmation. So she's like, well, green means teaching and healing. Are you like a doctor or a teacher? Or like, do you teach people stuff? And I'm like sitting there going, kind of. Um, I'm a blogger and I talk about stuff. You know, I'm just like, this is weird. I don't even think she knows what a blogger is. So then the, this is the best part. So I'm like, yeah, 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 great. That doesn't sound like me. I guess maybe, whatever. I, I really wasn't. I really just was like, can you give me my photo? Because I want my cool photo so I can post it on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> you really did this mostly for Instagram, didn't you? Well, pretty much. I mean, isn't that why I do everything? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, kind of. <laughs> um, so, but the best part was she's like, now see, Sarah, she had this little flashlight and she'd like flash her little flashlight on the little Polaroid. She's like, do you see those two stripes? going down straight into your head, which is, was fairly obvious. I'm like, yeah, what yes, are those? You things? can see those. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, those are very rare. That means that you have a direct connection with God. And I'm like, duh. Yeah. <laughs> Just I'm like looking at her. She goes, <laughs> she goes, are you like a deeply religious person? 
And I said, <laughs> um, no, I'm a deeply spiritual person, but I'm not, you know, and then I just, you know, I don't know. Since so we talked a lot about God. And so that's when I decided and professed on Instagram that it's clear that my next career step is that I need to start a cult. I mean, oh, I, for sure. will you join my cult? It's going to be. I don't know. I, I'm going to need to see like a perspective okay. on it. Like, well, I'm putting can, it together. Can you make some pamphlets? I'm, well, oh, yeah. I'm putting in some pamphlets. I might even use like the old school dot matrix printer to like bring everything okay. together, like full circle. But I mean, obviously, I have a direct connection to our universal maker, Kristen. So like. Well, doesn't I everyone mean, technically have a direct connection to God? Well, kind of, but like not <laughs> as close as mine. Okay. Because Yours like. Is like a special one. Mine's special. Like we can talk to each other. Okay. Okay, like all the time. And there's that's why I'm asking everyone out there listening, because I know you love Kristen and I so much. And I feel like you're you're part of us. You're a part of our family. And I'll be letting you all know about my cult very soon. It's going to be lovely. And this is all so Enneagram wing four. Like, first of all, the fact that you did it. Second of all, the fact that you just don't have a connection to God like a mere mortal, like no. a commoner. No. You have like a special connection to God. Kristen, I'm a light worker, okay? They tell me that every time. They're like, you are a light worker, Sarah. Are you, you have an to indigo share your child? light. I am. I am. I'm a light worker and I do it through green beauty, okay? <laughs> So, yeah, it was super fun. And now I have my photo. And then she told me I had four angels. Um, I didn't really press wow. on that. And um, what else did she say? There was like a black space next to the left of your head. So basically, when you're looking at the photo, everything on the left of your head is what's like coming in. And everything on the right is what you're pushing out or what people see. So okay. on the right of me, there actually was blue, which is communication. So it kind of did fit, like the teaching communication thing, like, you know, whatever. But then there was like this black area right next to my left ear. And she's like, that is a, that's a loss that you feel that you cannot yeah. get over. Yes. So then she kind of brought me, then we're kind of like, I was like, oh, now I'm kind of sad. Um so it was it was very interesting, and it makes me want to get one of these thingamajigs. Like, I want to get this whole setup. My cult is going to be the cult of Aura Photography, and we're just going to do everybody's. And I'm just going to travel around the world. I've changed my whole life plan. Okay, here's my struggle with the Aura Photography. What? Like, like where did this all stem from? Who Who is the person who decided right? that green is your heart chakra and that red is your pelvic shock like right. who decided the color meanings i do not know any of the answers to this <laughs> like i need some empirical data i just really feel like the polaroid is like a mood ring and like that's what's happening it's not some special like aura it's you, the heat of your hands is heating up this picture and like depending on how warm your body is it's going to be different colors no i don't you completely think? completely agree with that assessment of the thing. I mean, that's what I think. And I mean, do people not realize that? So obviously, whatever green was, I was a lot of green. Like I was either really cold or hot, my hands, I don't know. Right. But I will say it is fun. And you can hire this chick for parties. And like, that'd be fun. I want to have, a, I want to have an aura photography party. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like I would be more comfortable if we called it like um, a heat imaging photo. <laughs> Come to my heat imagery photo party. Just not comfortable that this is an aura so, that tells us some hidden meaning of our life that some random person decided that the left side was what's coming in. Like, you know what I mean? Like, who right. decided these meanings? I don't know, but are you just like, trying to- I need a name, to, Sarah. Like, are you basically <laughs> trying to tell me that, like, I don't have a direct special connection to God? Is that what you're saying right now in your own oh, words? I mean, no. For sure that part is true. Of course. I'm questioning the other parts. Oh, the other parts. Not that part. Yes. Not that part. Okay? <laughs> not that part. Don't cross no. me. No, I'm not I'm not questioning your special, unique specialness. And I'm gonna serve green Kool-Aid to match my aura at my oh, cult. Oh, in your cult? Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. There won't be poison okay. in it, guys. There might be some like collagen to, you know, <laughs> help with your skin. Chlorophyll. Chlorophyll. That could turn it green. It could. It's gonna you guys, it's gonna be great. Like just forget what you're doing with your life and come join me. 
Okay. I have all the answers. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. I just need to hear about the amenities. And okay. What yes. are the perks? You know, uh, I don't know. I know. You're right. I might have to consult you on that. <laughs> Would you like to be yeah. hired as a consultant? Maybe. Okay, good. Okay. So that's enough about my aura photography. It was an amazing, amazing experience. Tell me what's going on with you. Well, you know, you're talking about this woo-woo meaning aura, and I'm just going to come on and talk about my sinus issues. Okay, good. Well, that's good. Let's talk about that. Because I'm just crazy Aunt Vi who talks about her health issues every week. <laughs> I'm surprised it's not a dental story this week. We were, my we've been sciatica. On... Well... <laughs> Oh, yeah. I know. Wait, how is your back? I don't, I mean, is it okay? getting better? It's getting better. Okay, good. I, okay, I good. actually finally went and got x-rays and no one ever called me. So I, that means, I guess good. that means good news. Yeah, you're good. You're good to go. No one called me. Just in pain. Okay, sinuses, yeah. what's happening? Um. Although, anyway, this is a side note and not okay. what I wanted to talk about. Okay. But have, have you, because you said dental stuff. Yeah. Have you heard this whole controversy about how root canals might be like totally messing with our health? What? Well, I, I know that, you know, like uh, old school fillings are. Yes, for Is sure. Is it kind of the same deal? Well, you know, it's again, it's it's one of those sciencey things mm -hmm. um, where it's not really science. But there are people <laughs> who believe that when you when you take out the nerve, right, the infected part of a tooth, but then you leave basically a dead organ in your body. Uh-huh. That your entire body is constantly trying to fight it, but you don't know that because you no longer have the nerves to tell you there's pain. Okay. And so basically a tooth with a root canal is a, a dead thing uh -huh. in your body that uh -huh. your immune system is constantly fighting. Oh, well, that well, I don't know. That makes sense to me. Well, I started watching a documentary on it, and then I just had to stop because I've had three root canals. Okay, yeah, that was that's my that's my next point, uh, Kristen. You can't watch and that I'm documentary. Like, I, I don't know. So I need a listener to tell me, like, just tell me the science on this because yeah. I can't go down that Google trail myself. And like the real science, not faux science, not faux no. science, people. Because I, my dentist is wanting to remove my old school, you know, metal, whatever they are, mercury, I don't know, fillings. And yeah. I have, like, heard, you know, being in the green beauty community, I have a lot of people out there that are, like, real gung-ho about wellness. And they're like, you cannot do that because it, like, you know, it opens it up and it exposes yes. you to all this lead and metals in your body. If you have to do it, yes. you have to go to, like, a certain bio dentist so it's done properly. But well, you know what? I, don't know. I kind of believe that. I do too, but mine has a crack in it. And so I think it's Ugh. leaching anyway. And that's probably okay. why I have every single problem that I have is because of my fillings. <laughs> probably. Oh, brother. Well, um, I don't think that that's true. But, you know, I do think that those metal fillings, they're a little bit like asbestos in a house. Yes. It's like if you can leave it alone, just leave it alone. Yeah. Yeah. It's when you start messing with it that stuff comes out. I totally agree with that assessment. I'm not going to take Ugh. mine out. I just I just don't want to disturb that. I have three on my bottom. Metal fillings? Uh-huh. Interesting. Oh, I, think I don't I think four. I I don't even know. I think I do too, probably. I apparently did not brush my teeth as a child. Um, well, you, you know, know what? I have, you know, I have meticulous oral hygiene. You do. I mean, you do. Meticulous. And I still continue to get cat. It's just genetic. Well, don't don't watch the documentary anymore. I'm glad you're asking um, our very wise to fill you in on all of this because yes. you will go down the don't rabbit hole. Don't watch the documentary that was then, researched. Just ask the internet. Well, I mean, <laughs> as long as they'll tell you something that's good. So I'm asking okay. you guys, you guys, Kristen, don't listen to me right now. Everybody out there, could you just like tell her it's going to be okay? Because if you don't, she's going to lose her mind, just like I do with everything. Oh. But think about all the people out there with root canals that don't have any problems. Well, but I don't know. Think we about don't know. all the people out there that have problems. We don't know, do we? I know. And it's not major problems. One of the actually one of the main things is anxiety and neurological issues. Oh my god. So that's fun. Oh, I mean, but anyway, what, but what can what you I do? You can't do about. anything, right? No, no, I'm on this still. We're not going to work. Stay. Stay where you are. You can't do anything about it, though, correct? Or oh, can yeah. you? No, people remove the root canals oh, they and they get implants instead. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. That's the recommended course of action. You pull out your dead, 
your your dead thing. Your dead thing and put in a, a fake thing. And put in a fake implant. Very Which, interesting. You know, I mean, that would cost probably for three crowns to have them removed oh, and yeah. then an implant. It'd probably be like $6,000. And that's where you have to find out if this is a racket or not, you know? I know. So, yeah, believe me, I'm not even researching right, it. It's just right. one of those like, huh. Makes you think. Anyway, what I wanted to talk about is the fact that, I mean, I know the entire country is having crazy weather issues. It's raining and then not raining and then raining and not raining here. And the thing is, every time that happens, every single time the weather changes, my sinuses form a coup against my body. Uh. And it is like I am a my, – my sinus cavities are a walking barometric measure. Uh-huh. And uh. I don't – I don't get it because I do have allergies. This is not allergies. This is pressure. It's a migraine. Well, I, that it, it, it can be a migraine. Yes, a migraine can come. Um, then I get super stuffy. Mm-hmm. I have a ton of post-nasal drip. So it's, it's all of it. And I just like, what's, I don't know, what is the deal with that? I don't know what to do about it. Well, I am not a physician, but you know, my neurologist who is yeah. like a, total expert in migraines um like he would tell you i know this in fact i'm going to send you this information that he gave me because i think it'll be helpful for you that everything you're describing is a migraine like a migraine doesn't have to mean pain in the head the stuffy nose all of that is a part of the migraine cycle so and then you say whenever the barometric pressure changes that just tells me so he's like you you can have what you think to be a sinus infection and no pain in your head and have that's a migraine because oh, migraine doesn't have to mean a pain in your head it right. can, you can have you know you can have a GI migraine you can have I mean they it's like this it's basically like a kind of seizure in your body, like a very small one that's happening. And I think that's what's happening with you. If it's happening with every time that you're changing, the barometric pressure is changing. It's not It's not really allergies, even though you do have that. It probably is the whole migraine cascade happening. And right. the way to treat that would be to take a preventative every day for migraines, which is what I take, which is incredibly what do you helpful. Take? I take a really old school tricyclic antidepressant called nortriptyline that oh, okay, um, yeah. they, you know, they took it off the market years ago for depression because you had to take such high doses and the side effects were crazy. This is like a right. tiny baby dose. I take 10 milligrams a day, which I think, I think the for depression is like 200, 300 milligrams a day. Right. So it's like this right, tiny right. amount, but has been scientifically proven in many studies. It just, it stops the cascade from happening. And, you know, I was having headaches every day for months. And then I've been on this preventative for almost two years. I take it every morning when I wake up and my migraines, not just the pain, but like aura and all the stuff that I have the di- has like, it has decreased by like 85%. Okay, that is so interesting. I might have to try that. I think that would be and there's a there's a whole bunch of different routes you can take for preventative. You know, there's like all different classes of medication. None of them are specifically indicated for migraine prevention, but they work. Right. Um right. but this one to me just seemed like the the least amount of side effects because it's such a small dose, you're not gonna get I mean, I I bumped it up for a while and I got dry mouth which is like the mm-hmm. number one thing. But like at that small dose, I don't feel I don't feel any side effects. And some of the other ones are like anti-seizure drugs. I was like, I don't really want to be on an anti-seizure medication every day. Um, right, no. Um, blood pressure. If you do have high blood pressure, those work for preventing migraines, but I have low blood pressure as it is. So I, I'm not a candidate for that. Um, Interesting. Mine's normal. But this is fascinating because, yeah, I just I keep spraying stuff up my nose. Yes. And Well, I will say um, Afrin helps immediately. That's yeah. the one. I mean, immediately helps. Yeah. It's probably like a whole it's just like a whole cascade of things that are happening. But I, I'm thinking it's being it's it's being initiated by the migraine. Yeah, I think you're right. It's like an ecosystem. But but for real, when so, you know, I'll be sitting here and then all of a sudden it'll rain. And then when the rain really starts going, mm-hmm. my head will feel like it's going to explode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which that, is not allergies. No, that I mean, that sounds like migraine to me. 
Yeah, I think you might be right. Ugh. So I'd look into that. And there's also um, a one, there's one antidepressant that works for migraine prevention, and it's Effexor. Effexor. Oh, interesting. So, yeah. But anyway, like if you, um, but he, he gave me this whole pamphlet. It's basically the talk he does. He travels the world talking. He specifically studies migraines. And he gave me like okay, the slides for it, and I'll send it to you. And you can look through it because it, it's so much information. It'll blow your mind. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So when I was a teen learning to shave my legs, my mom did not do me any favors by buying me really cheap disposable razors. If you grew up in as a teen in the 90s, you know the ones. And they left nicks and cuts all over me when I was trying to shave. So with two girls learning how to shave their legs right now, I am committed to making sure that they have good quality razors. Guys, I was probably well into my 30s before I realized the difference a quality razor makes. Today's sponsor is Athena Club. They have great razor kits that we have been using in our house for a couple months. The razor blades are awesome. They are surrounded by this water-activated serum that has shea butter and hyaluronic acid, so you get a silky smooth shave that actually leaves your skin soft and hydrated as opposed to stripped dry. And their blades are spaced out to let hair and shave cream pass through easily so you don't have to make a ton of passes going over and over the skin to remove the hair. Fewer passes means less irritation to your skin, which cuts down on razor burn and ingrown hairs. The razor kit is only $9 with free shipping and it comes with two blade cartridges, a cute little magnetic hook for your shower storage, and your choice of a handle color. I personally chose the coral, but what I really like about it is they have a ton of different colors, black, white pastel neon. So if you have a big family like mine, everyone can have the razor in their own color so you don't get them confused. What I also love about Athena Club, you guys know I love automating things. You never have to worry about dull blades because they send refills on your schedule. You just choose how often you want them and they will send them automatically with free shipping. I would also highly recommend their cloud shave foam too. It's insanely thick and stays on while you shave so you don't have to reapply. It leaves your skin feeling very moisturized. It's really, really good. If you want to try a great quality razor that cuts down on the wastefulness of disposable razors, try Athena Club Razor Kit. You can get 20% off your first order at athenaclub.com with the promo code SELFIE. That's A-T-H-E-N-A-C-L-U-B.com with the promo code SELFIE for 20% off. We talked a lot about skincare on the show and specifically tretinoin. If you're not familiar, it's a retinoid, which is an active vitamin A derivative that's used to improve the texture, tone, and appearance of the skin. Today's sponsor, Dear Brightly, has a product called Night Shift, and tretinoin is the active ingredient in Night Shift. This is the only FDA-approved retinoid for treating photoaging, which is premature skin aging due to long-term sun exposure. Tretinoin stimulates collagen production to prevent and treat signs of premature skin aging from years of sun damage, things like fine lines and wrinkles, dark spots, uneven skin tone, and big pores. Tretinoin can only be acquired through a prescription, but it's 20 times more potent than the -the over-the-counter retinol products. It's one of the most well-researched ingredients with over 50 years of research behind it for both acne and photoaging. I had a chance to try Night Shift, and I'm really liking it. I have the unfortunate experience of having both breakouts and wrinkles at the same time, and it's great for both. I have seen my fine lines decreasing. I've seen my skin tone looking better, and it feels really nice. If you've used an over-the-counter retinol before, you know it's really great, but a dermatology-grade retinoid is even better. Night Shift is their dermatologist-formulated serum that's tailored to your skin by doctors online. Dear Brightly works by you first of all starting by sharing your skin story with them, then a doctor evaluates your skin and your skin history. They then tailor your formula and write a prescription, if applicable, and your tailored serum will be delivered to you in the mail. It's super simple and easy. Head to www.dearbrightly.com and enter the promo code SELFIE to get 15% off your first order, which is their very best offer anywhere. That's S-E-L-F-I-E to get 15% off your first order at dearbrightly.com. All right. Well, what do you have for two thumbs up for us this week, Sarah? Um, I have, well, first of all, you know, I've got uh, the Honest Beauty Mascara that I've talked about, um, I think, on the podcast and in the group because people are always on our group talking about mascara, asking about mascara. And I'm like, have you not heard me? It's honest. It's the best. But some people don't like it. I love it. But I'm actually talking, they actually have the whole line on Amazon now. 
So like the mascara is $14.99, which is like a really great price for a green oh, that clean mascara. I totally. love it. But they have these cream blushes that are so hmm. pretty. So that and they have like a, a lip crayon. And all of these nice. products are super clean and they're really inexpensive and they're on Amazon. I just bought the three things that I just told you about myself and I love them. So that's my number one. If anyone's looking to like make a transition into clean beauty and... Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. The prices are really reasonable. Right? They're really reasonable. Yeah. Um, so that was my number one. And then my number two is I finally found a pair of seamless socks for my daughter because every morning it's tears as she's ripping off sock after sock because she feels something weird inside that's touching her toe. Mm. And I'm about to lose my mind. And it's just a pack of like five or six socks. They're super cute. They're for little girls. They probably have boys ones too. But you know, they're just like, I think they have little like kitten. They have cute little designs on them and they have no seam in them. No seam. Which is mm-hmm. for your kids out there that have sensory issues, um, they save you a lot of tears, a lot of tears on both parties' accounts. <laughs> Interesting. Yes. So I'll link up to those. Well, it's funny because my one of my two thumbs up also has to do with sensory issues um, being my own <laughs> oh. sensory issues. Yes. So I have – I'm very – sensitive to, you know, tags and whatnot. And I struggle finding underwear that don't bother me. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. I just, you know, if it rides up, it really bothers me. I can't do a G, like a G string is a joke. I can't handle that feeling. No. Um, And then for a while, and I need them to fit really well, but I also need them to be like mostly cotton because I also have just very reactive skin. Mm-hmm. So I don't like to wear polyester anything. I mean, I don't wear, you know, I my pajamas are all cotton. Everything's all cotton. So it's kind of hard to find, you know, underwear that is all cotton that isn't hideous, you know. Right, right. So forever I was wearing Victoria's Secret cotton panty briefs, which are fine. Then I switched over to those Hesta Organic, which I've talked about on this podcast. Yes, however. Yes, and they're they're nice, but they have a seam right in the middle of the crotch of the underwear. The Hesta ones do? Yes, they do. And as it turns out, it drives me insane. Well, yeah. So, again, went on a search. So I, fa- I finally just decided to try. Amazon now has this, like, Essentials clothing line. Uh-huh. It's their own clothing line. And they have Amazon Essentials Cotton Stretch panty brief okay. and they're super cheap and i love them really so they don't have any crazy seams in them no crazy seams cotton gusset which is like you know important the, the like little crotch part that's all cotton which is what you want ladies you don't want polyester yeah. up against don't do it girls no that you don't want that you want cotton you want you want things to breathe downstairs um and yeah they're you, they have them in black, which I like wearing black underwear because I feel, you know, yeah. many reasons. But I it agree. looks better, but also it doesn't, you know, stain when you have your period or anything. Right. Um, but they're just, they're super comfortable. They don't look like granny panties. You know, they're just like basic, look like a standard bikini bottom. Um, and they're really comfortable and really inexpensive. They're 10 for $20. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm looking at them right now. It's crazy. That is crazy. I know. And they're tagless. Well, you so I think I think the Hesta ones are the ones that I bought a couple of at your recommendation. Um, yeah. The thing that bothered me about them is they gripped a little too tight around my thigh. Like I mean like when it's coming around yes. the side of me, like it it kind they of do. they grip super tight and it created almost like a little pucker of my skin, yep. which I'm like, mm-hmm. no thanks, don't need that in my life. So these do look like they're they don't have that intensity around the sides. Like they lay better. They do. And I will say this. If you've ever worn Victoria's Secret's cotton panty brief, it's very similar. It just feels like a little higher quality. I'm going to buy these. I like how yeah. they're cut up high on the side like that. Yeah, I do too. And they don't – here's what I 
this is my preference in underwear. Like, I need them not to ride up when I'm walking, you know? Uh, yes. Yes. Like, that's super important to me. They need to stay put. Absolutely. Because I don't wear G-strings. So it's like, I don't want a panty line showing when I'm in my jeans. So I need the, I need the butt part to stay under the butt. Totally. No. Yes. Yeah. And that's kind of hard to find, especially I've got a bubble I know, butt. I don't understand these like cheeky underwear that oh my God. seem to like come halfway up. I I'm like, know. you got to pick a side. No, I don't. I don't understand. Like, how are you not going to see that on someone? Right? I mean, I don't know. No, I, I don't get it. I mean, I don't like G-strings, but I'd rather wear a G-string than something that goes halfway up. Yeah. I mean, I wear I wear a thong on most days with jeans Um like if I'm if I'm kind of like out and about, but I do prefer to wear bikinis kind of around the house or running errands. I mean, it's just kind of like a it's like a half and half deal. And um, I just can't do thongs. You know how it makes me feel is like it's just it feels like that same sensation of like having your sock, having like a lump in your sock or having. Yeah, you know, it's just like it's I'm aware of it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's not like it's hurting. I just, you know, I, that's. That's sensory processing where you're just like, oh, I'm, I'm aware of this. I right. don't like this because right. I'm aware of it. I think I was definitely you know? that way at the first. And now I'm just kind of – but I have to find the right thongs that don't um, – that lay just right on top of the crack opposed to like digging into the crack. Yes. <laughs> you know? Like, yes. Because I can't – if it's in there, oh, that's not happening. Like, are people that like the actual G-strings, no way, where there's a string that's like right up inside. The, oh, right. No, 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 no. That's no, no, just, no. I, I'm sorry That's if I'm offending looks, people, people, but that just can't be good hygiene. Oh, right? Right? To be flossing your butt all day. No, I mean, that same string is going from your anus to right. your vagina. And right. stuff travels, people. In the words of the offspring, you got to keep them separated. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You like those hanky pankies, right? I do. I mean, they yeah. they work for me. Um, they have like two different sizes. And I think that I actually wear, I think they have like an extra small, small, I don't know. But I, I know that I wear the size that's bigger than my normal size because of that. I like them to just lay yes. on totally. top, not yes. going in. So yeah, totally. I, I have like three pairs of the extra small smalls and no. Those ones yeah. make me very uncomfortable. No, we we want non non invasive underwear, <laughs> no. external underwear, not it's internal. So... <laughs> oh my god! What up? some people just go to commando? I think that's very gross. I'm just gonna say that. I'm sorry if I offended anyone. Like I don't, I don't know. Like, well, I this is I, my I question know. for those people who go commando. Do you wash your pants every day? Like then? every day? Like your jeans have you, to be washed have to. every day? I hope day. you do. Well, I sh would hope so. But that is a lot of washing. It's a lot of washing. I mean, I don't wash my jeans every day. Well, you're not supposed to. It's actually really bad for your jeans to wash them a lot. I mean, I probably wear my jeans like three or four times. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I go further than that. I, I might too. I, yeah. I think I wear them until they look visibly soiled. Right. <laughs> until they're like <laughs> falling off of you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, actually, yes. When you realize, like, I have to wash these because they're two sizes bigger than they used to be. <laughs> or then when you wash them and then you're like, oh, I don't actually fit in these jeans. Oh, isn't that the worst, right? When yeah. you put them on, you're like, well, this button isn't wanting to really button right now. Oh, Well, it's hard also to find the right jeans with the right amount of stretch. Oh, yeah. But that don't become like saggy by the end of the day <sighs> that's a whole episode right there that is we should actually we should talk about <gasps> we should do an episode on jeans because that was a conversation in our facebook group and i had mentioned some jeans that i love and they are admittedly they are 150 to 200 dollars uh-huh and someone was aghast that i would uh -huh. spend that much money but there is something to spending a lot of money on jeans oh you know that i mean you're preaching to the choir well if you if you wear jeans a lot which i do i wear jeans all the time and but you wear the same jeans over and over right yeah yeah right so it's like it's not like i'm buying 10 pairs of 200 dollars jeans i'm probably buying three pairs a year yeah i have three to four pairs that i just right 
rotate. In rotation. Yeah. Yeah. We need to, I think we need to do, talk about jeans at okay. some point. Let's put it on the list. Um, anyway, okay. My other thumbs up, and I've been dying to talk to you about this. Okay. Um, have you seen the documentary Afflicted on Netflix? No. Oh, Sarah. Should I? So it follows six, eight, six to eight people. It follows a group of people who all have mystery ailments. Oh, Massive chronic mystery ailments that are like, you know, they can't leave their house, they can't uh-huh. get out of bed. And it is so fascinating because it's, they never quite, I mean, for a lot of them, they remain a mystery. And it, a lot of it seems psychosomatic. Uh huh. Right. But what was fascinating about watching it as a person who has, I have health anxiety for sure was I was watching it and going, you know, this could be me if I didn't know that my brain tricked me all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like if I didn't have the awareness and if if I like I know that nine times out of 10, the thing I think I have, I should not go to the doctor for. Exactly. Right. Like, right. Like I know it's in my head. And if I cha- if I chased a doctor over every paranoia that I had, uh-huh. that's what has happened to these people. So they have been diagnosed with all kinds of ailments, and they believe every single one of them. But the thing is, when you start chasing psychosomatic symptoms, uh-huh. you will, I mean, you know this, you will always find a doctor uh-huh. with a diagnosis and an expensive treatment for you. Um, yes, yes, a hundred times yes. Yes. Well, so, I mean, I will let you guess what most of them got diagnosed with. Lyme disease. Uh Uh-huh. All of them. Yep. All of them had Lyme disease. Yep. But then it's like they'd go to the Lyme doctor and then that treatment wouldn't work. And then they'd go somewhere else and they had neuropathic pain. And then Uh they'd go somewhere else and they had electromagnetic sensitivity. And then they go somewhere else and no, it's a sensitivity to sense. And then no, they go somewhere else and it was just a mold allergy. And it's just on and on and on. And they're refinancing their houses. Oh my God. And losing their jobs. Well, that sounds really familiar. I mean, <laughs> you were what I mean, one of my closest confidants during that time when I was diagnosed with Lyme disease and chased yeah. doctors all over up and down northern and southern California and um and I and I'm not discounting, let me just say that right now. Anyone that is suffering from Lyme disease or any of that. Right. It's it, it's all of these things are are real things. Right. Um but I have to say, when people ask me about it, which I don't like really actually talking about it too much, because that was just a really weird time yeah. in my life. And I don't believe in like giving suggestions or medical advice. But when people ask me, like, how did you feel better? Like, what really got you feeling better? Was it this or this or this supplement or this treatment or take the metals, you know, chelating or sauna or all these things that I was doing? I said, what made me feel better is I moved back to Oklahoma City around my family and I stopped thinking about it and I stopped, I stopped worrying about it and um, I didn't have any of those symptoms anymore. That's yeah. what that's what got better. I, I focused on something else. And I know that's really totally. difficult for probably some people to hear because they're like, that's not my story. And that isn't everyone's story. But it is mine. No, it's not. And there's there are so many real legitimate um, health conditions from Lyme to chronic fatigue syndrome mm-hmm. to fibromyalgia that are sort of these invisible, mysterious things. And they're real. The problem is when you think you have five or six at a time. Mm hmm. And when you're chasing doctors and doctors are, they're outside of protocol for testing for these things. So right. it's like, you know, well, okay, sure, you failed the conventional, you know, peer-reviewed Lyme disease test. <laughs> right. But here's but this I other test. special one. Oh, yeah. That costs $2,000 and it's a special right. test. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I even, honestly, I, I have skepticism about things like that in health. And I even feel that way with, like, you go to a chiropractor. Guaranteed, you're going to have subluxation because they make money when you have subluxation. Right? Right. right. And right. No, and, I, you know, it was just super apparent in this show that a lot of people were being taken for a ride. Oh, absolutely. There's always going to be a specialist 
that is going mm-hmm. to tell you what you want to hear and prescribe you medicine or supplements or think off-label things to make you better. And unfortunately, I think a lot of those people are taking advantage of patients. Oh, completely. I mean, there sucks. were doctors pulling people's blood out and spinning it oh, and then putting yes, it back I'm, in. Oh, I, I thought about that. Yeah. Honest, like you had to go to Germany. Like yeah. back then, at least. Um yeah, it's it's crazy. And, and you know, it's just it's sad because I'm not saying I mean, the, the pain is there. It's real. Like it's happening. Absolutely. Like that is there. It is like uh, that's there. But the cause is where I get tripped up because I feel like everyone has the ability with their minds at, at some level to contribute to the way you're feeling because of 100%. the stress. And we all know what stress does, you know. Well, and uh, for at least half the patients they followed, there was a specific and obvious trauma just before they got sick. Mm, yeah. You know? Yeah. And not even like a health trauma. Right. You know? Right. Like, like a death like a psychological or a lot. trauma. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I will say I watched it and while it was familiar and it was really sad, I did watch it and feel grateful that I at least that I know not to yes. believe all of the feelings, even though they're real feelings. They are you know? real feelings, but yeah. I feel the exact same way as you. Like I just, there's something about us. You and I both know we we get really tripped up by health anxiety, but like there's a part of both of us that like we can say, okay, I, this is going too far. Like I. Yep. And I think we do that for each other. We're like, okay, no, that's not happening. And, you know, back and forth. But it's sad when people don't have that kind of community or connection with others. And, yeah, like they're just, you know, it's like the power of suggestion. You know, Mm -hmm. a physician saying, well, no, you definitely have this. And they're like, oh, yeah, I do. Oh, it just bums me out. It really bums me out. Yeah, it was really sad. It was really sad. And at no point... Actually, there was there was one guy who went to an ER, and the guy said, "We've you've got to have your anxiety treated." Mm-hmm. And he left in a huff mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. said, "You know, it's just so frustrating when the medical community doesn't, you know, and they're dismissing and blah blah blah." But that was the only time any of these people had a doctor say, "We need to look at your mental health." Your mental health, yeah. Which I think you've got to look at mental health, even if you have a diagnosed condition. Oh, absolutely. You, know, you still have to look at your mental health as as a component of it. Oh, absolutely. It's and it's like, like the you chicken. did. I mean, yeah. you really it's, had Lyme. Yeah. I mean, it's just but like you're... the chicken and the egg with the mental yeah. health. It's like what comes first. Totally. But like just the stress of being diagnosed with like something that was so like oh s- s- mysterious, like just did me in. Because the, yeah. the way, you know, I went down the rabbit hole 17 times over. And then I finally I realized, no, this is all like the way I'm feeling because I, I was treated and like the regular test came back that it was gone. But then mm-hmm. like, you know, I took all the special tests and they're like, oh, no, it's not gone. It's bad. Right. Like, you know, um, and at some point you just have to be like, OK, like I just have to get in the right like mindset. Totally. You know. Oh, good times. Anyway, well, that was a tangent that we could probably talk about forever. But seriously, um, yeah, it it was a fascinating documentary on Netflix. I think it was like eight episodes. Wow, I think I've actually seen that go across my screen, but like I won't even look at it. I know (laughs) I kind of felt that way too. But then I was when I did watch it, I was like, wow, these people are really far gone. I mean, people living in a in a van because they in way out in the desert because they don't think they can walk into a room. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like that old. Rough. Did you see that um, movie with Julianne Moore? It was. It's an older movie where she was like allergic to everything. Yes, like that. You know, like I remember in, that. Oh, what was that yeah. called? I can't remember, but I watched it. And then of course I thought that I was gonna have, because I am like suggestive lady. So like I mean I watched oh, it I'm totally. like oh wait it, I think I'm allergic to everything too. <laughs> totally. <laughs> well, I did even watching that Netflix documentary. You know, oh. it's like. I'm equal parts watching it going like, wow, this is like, you know, how things go down. And then also like, maybe I have electromagnetic sensitivity. Oh, no. I mean, that's, let's be honest. That's why I'm not watching it because I will think I have every single thing that everyone has. And so I just have to like, and there comes a point like where you don't, 
do that about certain things. I remember when I was first diagnosed with anxiety, the word anxiety made me so freaked out that if it like came yeah. on like a commercial or the radio, like I had to be like, no, 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 I can't hear it. I can't yeah. hear it. So weird how the brain works. It is. It is so weird. Mm. Anyway, all right, oh. let's talk about kids and chores. Yes, how mine don't really do any. <laughs> Well, okay. I will say this. I think that one of the reasons that I really have my kids helping is self-preservation. Oh, yeah. Yes. You know, I mean, I am a single mom. I have my kids most of the time. And I really do feel like if I, at this point, if I did not have them really helping, I just, I would not be able to pull off being a working mom, you know? Right. Yeah. Because I would just be cooking and cleaning all the time you would be although you were doing this far before you were a single mom that's true I mean you've always been so good about empowering your kids to do well I mean a part of it is honestly it's just selfishness it's like well why should I clean up everyone's dinner right no no (laughs) you know um and then a part of it is I really want to give my kids the skills to go make their own home and, you know, know how to scrub a toilet or. Right. Because I, I will say um, I've lived with people who never learned those skills. Right. And it's rough. Yeah. No, I and I, I hear you saying that. And then I think about, oh, my gosh, that's going to be my kids. I just get tripped up by the whole doing things the right way. It's just like I'm like, you know what? I can do this much faster and much better. And then I I can tell myself, I'm like, Sarah, they're not going to learn until you let them fail and make mistakes. And then they hone their own skill. Like that's the only thing that happened. But I'm so impatient that I'm just like, just let me do it. Just let me do it. Like my whole life I have been like, that's what I say. Just let me do it with everyone, you know? Oh, no, totally. I mean, you and I are both Enneagram threes. We are the very worst at delegating. Oh, the very worst. In fact, we're the people who walk in and do the like Nick Burns move (laughs) about everything. We always think we can do things better. Yeah. That's why I thought I was a one for a while because ones are very much like that too. It's just like. But actually, as an Enneagram, Enneagram three side tangent. Threes, we're about efficiency and getting it done quickly, where ones want it done perfectly. But see, that but I, that is right. But it's funny because I want it done perfectly. You know that about me. Like, I mean, that oh, is my that number is one thing. Like, I am just like, everything has to be perfect, which is why I really thought I was a one. But I'm not. But um, that, yeah, I just want it done right. Right. Which is yeah. such a one thing to say. Yeah. Whereas I feel like as a three, I'm a little bit more like I want it. I want it done well because I want my house to look good because my house is a reflection of me. Yes. Yes. So it's not so much about like doing things right, robotic, must follow rules. For me, it's more like, no, I want my house to look nice. So when people stop by, they love me. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And they they admire my house and they accept me. For who totally. I am. It's true, though. No, it is. Totally true. Totally true. I mean, which is why I keep my downstairs immaculate and my room is a hot mess. Oh, uh, check. Bingo. Bullseye. Yeah. Yes. But anyway, yeah, I think that that I think that there's a couple challenges for moms. I think what you said, delegating is a really big one. Um, it's letting go of wanting to do it well and accepting that when you when you really involve your kids, it's just going to be done wrong. <laughs> right. Yes. I mean, Amen. there are times. Why can't I do this? There are times at the end of the night where I've had a kid load the dishwasher and then they go to sleep and I'll come back through and I'll reload it because <sighs> they, you know, it's it's yeah. like not even going to work the way they right. loaded it. Right. But at least I feel like, you know what? They took the effort. They practiced. Yes. They've helped me a little bit because everything's rinsed off and in the right spot. Right. And so I just kind of have to let go of like, yeah, I could have done that faster and better, but. Yeah. I mean, I feel like for me, this whole conversation is just what you just said is like me letting go a little bit because. It's hard. It is. It is really hard. Um, And Malou, she, she, she loves to cook. So I have been 
letting her cook, but I am not going to lie. It is so hard. Like when she's like cracking eggs and it gets all over the counter and I'm like, but she loves it. And I'm getting, I'm getting better at it, but it's just hard to watch sometimes. (laughs) Oh, it is. I mean, I've been really trying to get my kids. We eat rice a lot. Like that's probably our staple carb. Uh And so many nights I will pick a kid and say, start the rice. Uh And so I've taught all my kids that like fingertip method for measuring rice in the rice cooker. Uh But like there have been many nights where we've sat down to dinner and the rice is crunchy. Yes. Or it's overcooked. And it's just like, well, you know, I mean... This is the learning curve. (laughs) Well, I think that you should share with our readers, if they don't know, the finger trick with the knuckles. Oh, my gosh. Yes. So apparently every um, Asian and Hawaiian mother knows this trick. (laughs) Um, But somehow it's, you know, just making its way over here. But if you use a rice cooker, you fill. I know this sounds crazy and I still don't get how it works. But you fill the rice cooker. You put your finger. um, You push your finger all the way down to the bottom straight your pointer finger Mm -hmm. you fill up to your first knuckle with rice and then you fill with keeping your finger there fill up to your second knuckle with water yep and it works it works perfectly it totally so all my kids know how to do that and so i do i i will you know 4 30 i'll just i mean sometimes i'll even text a kid like i'll be upstairs and i'll text a kid and say put the rice on yeah oh my gosh But I will say, I think another issue for moms, too, is it's just that kind of martyr thing of, like, feeling like we should be doing it all. Yeah, that's true, too. You know, like, maybe I should. And it's funny because, I mean, all my kids, they all make their own breakfast. I don't make anyone's breakfast. Mm -hmm. And in the summer, they make their own lunch. And then I'll hear about like a mom who makes breakfast for her kids every day. And I'll I'll feel guilty. I'll feel like, oh, maybe I should be doing that. But then it's like, you know what? I'm doing other things. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, like this is a thing I can hand over. But in terms of, I will say just on a practical level, in terms of the chores, when my kids were younger, what I did was I had chores, daily chores written down on popsicle sticks. Mm-hmm on the end of popsicle sticks, and it was in a mason jar. And so um, I would say, okay, chore time, everyone come and pick two popsicle sticks. And so they'd pick two out, and it would have a chore on it. And it would be like, empty the dishwasher or sweep or, you know, whatever. Um, And that's how we did that. Every single day, we did, they called it sticks, like it's time for sticks. Mm -hmm. And they would come and get a stick and they would have to do their chore. A good idea. Such a good idea. Yeah, it worked out really well. And then I've always, always had a rule about clean before screen. And I am hard and fast on that rule. Like you guys want to watch a show or a movie, your room has to be perfect. Oh, I love it. I will not let in. That TV is not coming on unless rooms are clean. Oh, yeah. That's so good. That's so good, Kristen. Which I feel like really helps, you know, if you can stay. I mean, it's all about staying on top of it. Right, right. Now I don't do the sticks just because they're older. And I do feel like at this point, at this point, it's like it's a cultural norm that the kids have to help, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it's no longer like, you know, we're going to do sticks and everybody's like, oh, like there's been enough of like, this has to happen every day. (laughs) Right. Right. And also just drilling into their heads like you guys are eating this food. So you're helping clean it up. Oh, my gosh. Or, you know, you're living in this house. Like, I I mean, I keep drilling that into them. Like, you live here, so you have to help. But so now I, I don't do the sticks. It's more just like it'll be like, okay, here's whatever, here's how everyone's going to help make dinner. And then we eat dinner. And then, okay, here's how everybody's going to clean up. Like, okay, Karis, you wipe down all the surfaces. India, load the dishwasher. Jaff to clean off the table. Kembe, wash all the pots and pans. Yeah. And I'll just say it verbally and they just they kind of just do it now. But that's that's after years and years and years of instilling in them like this is how things are going to go. Well, I think that that's a really good point. The popsicle sticks, like starting out with that and like they're young and they just they they learn this is the way it's going to be. And of course, like you're saying, too, you're like reiterating that to them verbally as well. Like you live in this home, you're going to take care of it. Um, Right. You know, 
I, I just, I don't do that. And, you know, now I've got a tween I mean, he's 12. He's actually very clean. He's, he's a clean kid. Like he doesn't make messes, but like my daughter, I feel like even all of these things you said are, she is like the slobbiest slob of all slobs. She just, it's just like, she leaves wrappers and cups and food all over the house in the rooms that she's not supposed to be eating in. And I have probably told her until I am blue in the face, don't eat that stuff. If you eat, throw away your wrappers. And it's just like talking to a wall. I have that kid. My youngest is that kid. I mean, my my youngest, I have a no eating on the sofa rule. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that girl comes home from school and eats on the sofa every day. Oh, yeah, exactly. I'm like, Go sit at the table. Exactly. And every day then she leaves what she ate. This is fucking kills me. She eats every day carrots with mustard (laughs) after school. (laughs) And she puts the carrots in a bowl. And then she she uses like a, I don't know what you'd call it, like a a sushi um, accoutrement, like a little, little cup for the mustard. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. So it's like (laughs) it's two dishes and she leaves it. Like on the sofa, like a little cup of mustard on the oh, sofa. Oh, God. Every yes. day. That's the that same. I mean, it's not mustard, but it's just like, you know, those little squeezy applesauce things? Like they, oh, yeah. we get them at Trader Joe's. Just yesterday, Dustin came home in our den. We are not supposed to eat in. And he's like, um, did someone kill a large bloody brown bug on the wall? Because what <laughs> what is this? And we, it took us forever to figure it out. And I'm like, Malou, did you eat a squeezy thing today? She's like, yeah. So she was watching TV and like her hand came down on it and it like squirted across the room all over <laughs> the damn wall. And she didn't even tell us about it. And it actually, it's we have plaster walls not paint so like it actually is ruined like you couldn't get it off it's a brown stain now because that girl and then all around it's just wrappers everywhere like crumbs on the floor she uses at least nine spoons a day nine glasses (laughs) a day like how i mean i how you i'm like one glass a day which i'm really bad about that too i'm just gonna go ahead and say i might drink out of four glasses in a day myself but just like oh my room is littered with cups (laughs) at any given moment mine is too but like my entire flatware, all of it is dirty like the end of the day. I'm like, how many forks do you have to use? Like, oh, God, sorry. This is turning into a bitch fest. But clearly, I don't have it together. So I'm just here for the bitching part, not for the like, well, no, advice. I, I have that kid. I, you know, I have Karis is like that, too. And they're they're similar ages. I will yeah. say India, she flipped a switch at like 10 or 11. She was the messiest she was my messiest kid and a hoarder okay and she (laughs) here's what's super weird it 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 literally happened overnight one day we massively organized her room Uh uh-huh and she really liked it Uh uh-huh and she's kept it that way ever since okay so you're giving me some hope i'm just gonna hold out i'm gonna hold out have you watched have you watched the marie Kondo show with your kids no well, and, and that's the thing. She totally, like me, is has she's an organizer. And if I can mm-hmm. get her on a project, like, I need you to go organize two drawers in that cabinet. Oh, my gosh. Right. She will make it perfect. But in general, she's just slovenly with food. And I think she becomes very overwhelmed with the statement, go clean your room. But if I say, yeah. could you go organize that half of your closet? Oh, she's on it. And she's great at it. So I think you're right. right. Maybe I should watch Marie Kondo and like she could get some more tactics and then just, I don't know. That was really helpful for my kids. I feel like they were inspired. Like they were like, oh. Okay. I'm totally going to watch that with her. She would really enjoy yeah. that. That's a good suggestion. Mm. Yeah, it's hard. I think, you know, delegating is is more work up front. It is. Right. Right. You know. Yeah, the pay, it's a long tail payoff, but it does it does pay off because I've seen it I myself it when does. I'm over at your house. It's like your uh, India is preparing like a beautiful cheese tray for us when I come over, and I just yeah. am dying because I'm like this would never happen. And I'm not lying. I came over to your house one time. I swear to you, you had like a seven year old making eggs or something, and I'm like, what is this heaven that I've walked into? Oh and yeah, it's yeah, yeah. just. It's amazing. You've done a really no, good job with that. my kids have all known how to make eggs. They all know how to, like, I mean, I'll just tell India, like, make pasta for dinner. And I'll come down to pasta for dinner. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm going to come live with you for um, a little bit. I mean, last night, yeah, she 
we were going to make cupcakes for Valentine's Day. And she's like, can I make them? She just, I mean, beginning to end, I was not even in the room, made cupcakes perfectly. Oh, <laughs> that is amazing. But some of that is personality. My boys don't do that. Right. Right. But they have to kind of be forced to cook. Well, Jap to Chapta likes to cook. He likes to add secret ingredients. Oh, <laughs> I can totally see that happening. Right? So yes. he's the kid where it's like, you know, you'll start eating the eggs that he made and then he like has this smirk and you're like, what? What? Uh, he's like, how is it? How is it? You know? Oh my like, gosh. What did you put in here? He's always adding more herbs and more spices than are necessary. Foodie Jafta. He is. He is totally a foodie. Oh, like multiple sauces. I mean, yeah. So him, you can't trust because he'll just always change it. Like he'll make like he'll make like spaghetti and meatballs with, a, you know, with a canned sauce. Right. But then I'll come down and I'll be like, what? And he's like, well, I just added way more basil and garlic. And it's like, but that was a canned sauce. Like it was done. Right. Right. Oh, I love We weren't homemaking sauce. No. <laughs> I love that he puts that extra detail into it. Yeah. I mean, it's cute until you're eating and canned pasta sauce with half a cup of extra basil in it. Yeah, that's not fun. That's yeah. not fun. No, don't like that part. But I, I yeah. like I like it in theory. I like it in theory, yeah. Kristen. Well, do you have any other tips for us? Um, I think teaching your kids basic cooking just having a couple of tricks up their sleeve, you know, like mm -hmm. the things that you do over and over. So my kids know how to make rice. They know how to boil and strain pasta. They know how to scramble eggs. Um, they know how to cut an onion. Mm -hmm. um, you know, just those like really basic things that are super helpful that you do most meals. Yes. Um, that really helps. Um, I think consistency. I think starting out with some kind of an external popsicle sticks or a chore chart is super helpful. Um, and I think, I mean, I really think a lot of it boils down to though, creating the culture and the mindset of like, this is your life and, and this is a part of living on this earth is <laughs> preparing and cleaning up food and keeping your room clean and storing your things. And like, this is just a life skill, you know? Right. Right. No, that's good. Those are really, really good tips. And of course, you know. We'd love to hear from you guys at the Selfie Facebook group. If you have any tips for helping, we'd love to hear them. Yes. Thanks for joining us. Continue the self-care conversation with us over at Instagram at, at Selfie Podcast. And make sure to join our uber supportive community that we love on Facebook by searching for Selfie Podcast Community. You can also visit our website to check out the resources we've talked about in each episode at selfiepodcast.com. Make sure to subscribe to Selfie on iTunes so that you can catch up with us next week. Special thanks to Shepherd Audio for providing our music. Take care.